Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Welcome to another episode of The Sandful Show. My name is Damon Adams and I am joined each week by four-time Central District's Premiership Defender, Andrew Hayes. Good afternoon, Hazy. How are you, mate? Good afternoon to you, Damon. I'm going very well, thanks, mates. Hope you're going well as well. We're eight rounds through now in the Sandful competition and um, there's a few interesting little plots starting to thicken. On top of that as well, we had a nice... Uh, Premiership win to the Roosters in the Sample W on the weekend. We sure did, and well, well done to the girls. A, a magnificent effort, really backed up their semi-final win a couple of weeks before. They had the form going in, still got to get it done on the day, and Sturt got out to an early lead there. They had to peg it back, but in the end got the chocolates. Uh, well done to Zoe Prowse as well, who yep. won the uh, the best on ground medal. Ripping stats for the day as well. Got a whole bunch of disposal. I think 42 hitouts for Zoe yep. on the day. So uh, incredible effort. But unfortunately, uh, I think she would have preferred the Premiership medal. Yep, that's uh, absolutely bang on there. But um, yeah, Zoe Prowse, she's going to be a star. So we're going to see her do some very good things in the future for the Crows. Um, keep an eye on India Rashid as well. Mm. So goodness me, she's only 16. So she's ineligible to play professional football. That's why she's probably not playing in the AFLW at the minute. So when she does eventually get her ticket to go in there, she's going to do some very, very special things. She kicked the goal early on in the game, which was just magnificent. But congratulations to the Roosters. It was a really good day. Unfortunately, conditions weren't great to go out there and watch. But um, if you did have a look, it was on Channel 7. The standard of the football was very, very good especially considering how wet it was. Well, we're dipping into winter now, Hazy. In fact, uh, first day of winter today. We saw some wet conditions on the weekend. Certainly didn't detract from the quality of football because there were some fantastic games. What a start on the parade because Mm. uh, (laughs) what a finish it was. Norwood, 10-7-67, defeated Adelaide, 9-8-62. Matt Panos, four goals, including the, uh, the game winner, Pretty extraordinary scenes there at the end of the game because Norwood had to come from behind after leading for a lot of the night. Panos took the mark and the, the seats almost parted for him to kick mm. that final goal. Well, there was a couple of players uh, who were just sort of in a spot where they didn't know exactly where to be, where they should rush towards Panos as they try and rush back towards the goals. I mean, it just sort of opened up even more beautifully. Got from another that 10 metres there. <laughs> yeah, and just sort of slotted it through nicely. What an unbelievable finish. Um, so the red legs are absolutely right in this thing now. They're sitting just outside the top five. And it's so good to see Matt Panos back. This is a bloke who's just been such a good player for such a long time. Um, he's a Jack Odie medalist. He's a premiership player. He's done absolutely everything. And then just had this wretched run with injury. Yeah. And so if Matt Panos is back to somewhere near his best, and it looked like he was on Friday night, then the red legs, who knows what they're capable of right now? They're hovering around the top five. Um, and we know... 
uh, a team coached by Jade Rawlings. They're going to do some very, very good things. And I can't wait towards the end of the year just to see this this race for the final five conclude. It's going to be a, a really intriguing race. It really will be. And in, speaking of Jade Rawlings, he's going to join us later in the show, coach of the Red Legs. Uh, North Adelaide continue to go from strength to strength, sitting at seven and one at the top of the Sandful ladder. Uh, 12 16 88 defeating Port Adelaide 5 11 41. Uh, we spoke to Aaron Young on the show last week. 45 disposals, 12 marks, six clearances, alongside his mate Harrison Wig. 35, 12 inside 50s, six clearances. A, a handy day for that duo. Yeah, and that doesn't even include Andrew Moore, who will come right. back in at some stage. Their midfield is just so stacked. And uh, you're right, 45 disposals. We'll get to the Eagles-Sturt game oh, no, yeah. a little bit later on. It wasn't the most of the weekend. Can you believe that uh, that was beaten by Riley Knight? He had 48 disposals. <laughs> but you know, Aaron Young is just all class. So the Roosters are flying, sitting nicely on top of the ladder now by themselves. They've only lost once. Um, and you really, really like what Jacob Surgeon has got them doing, uh, particularly uh, against Port Adelaide, who show signs. They threaten. There was a couple little moments there where it was just the worst conditions for football. It was yeah. like, Blowing sideways, there was rain coming down uh, and up and sideways and from all different directions. Um, but the Roosters look really good. Unfortunately for Port Adelaide, probably the big talking point was Ratio Fantasia. lasted only a couple oh. of minutes before he yep. tore his court. They hoped that it was just a bit of tightness, but he's going to miss probably the next four or so weeks. Um, in terms of some of the other players, Xavier Dersma just sort of ticked along. He was pretty good. And Mitch Georgiades was a nice response to his axing from the AFL side. He had 20 disposals and kicked two goals. But um, look, the headline is the Roosters and they are flying. And right now they are the number one team in the competition. Low scoring affair between the Bulldogs and the Tigers. Bulldogs 3-7-25, defeated 8-9-57. Reynolds, McBean, Hosey, all two goals for Glenelg. Darcy Bailey, probably the standout for the day for the Tigers with 35 and six inside 50. It's a bit of a dirty day. Yeah, Matty Snook uh, did what he usually does, and that's uh, find plenty of the football and um, uses it really well. So he had 32 as well. Um, it was just a matter of going there for the bays and getting the job done and then going back to Glenelg, and that's what they did, 57-25. <laughs> it's probably uh, that sort of case for a lot of teams when you travel out to Elizabeth. Um, so, look, they just needed – they did what they needed to do. You keep talking about the way that the ladder's shaping up. And one of the teams that sits outside the five at the moment are the Panthers, who had a, a great win, 13-11-89 over West Adelaide, 8-11-59. The Panthers are just they're sneakily getting it done at the moment, starting to come good. Yeah, they are starting to come good, and they're going to be without Bryce Gibbs for a lot longer. Um, this was a big opportunity for the Bloods, and they looked like they were in the box seat, if it wasn't for a big third quarter from the Panthers, you thought that West Adelaide could have sort of picked up their first win of the year. But um, credit where it's due, the Panthers did enough, uh, particularly at home. They would have gone in as the obvious favourites and their season still stays alive. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest results of the weekend and maybe a little bit of an upset, the double blues that they went down to the Eagles, 14-11-95, defeating Sturt 6 10 46 uh, credit to Dan Menzel, three goals, one continues to get it done. But we mentioned this man, Riley Knight, 48 disposals, nine marks, five tackles, four clearances, four inside 50s, a monstrous day. He's just still playing really, really good footy, isn't he? He's playing the type of footy that would suggest that he could still have a serious impact at the next level. 48 disposals is just ridiculous. I know, what, it was a couple of years ago when Tommy Rockley for Rocky, yeah. uh, played for Port Adelaide, <laughs> the Magpies, and had, what, 57 or 58 or something ridiculous? He knows how to find the footy. Um, Riley Knight is just another one of those players in that midfield. It's a stacked midfield. 
Love Joey Sign all the way that he goes about it. Good to see Jimmy Tumpus as well back in the mix. He's had some issues with his body getting himself back. Um, but they look really, really good across the board. And you mentioned Dan Menzel. So he's given himself just a little bit of separation for the Ken Farmer. He's on 30 goals. Next up is Abe Davis, 22. They're really polished, and it's a nice even spread across each line. So the forwards, the mids, and the backs. I love the way the Eagles go about it, and they've got this team mentality, particularly when you've got someone like Jade Sheedy at their helm, where it probably doesn't matter who goes out. The next person to step up, they know the system so well that they're going to be competitive. And on Riley Knight as well, he will join us, Eagles midfielder, later in the Sandful Show. Plus, we're also going to be joined by Jewel McGarry medalist, Jewel Premiership and State Captain Cert Great Zane Kurtwood's going to come on the show. Do you have an association with Zane across the years? Yeah, I know Zane uh, really well. So he's just one of the, the great guys that you could possibly play football with. Uh, I, I really doubt that there is someone out there who's played football with Zane that doesn't absolutely love him. Yeah. He's that sort of teammate. And probably the best thing about Zane is everything that he achieved. Um, two McGarry medals, a couple of premierships. He's just absolutely done it all. You wouldn't know it by talking to him. He's the most unassuming bloke. Um, very, very modest character and always got a smile on his face. He's one of those type of blokes. So I'm uh, looking forward to catching up with Zane because he's an absolute ripper um, and doing some very, very good things outside of football. So, um, And to watch him train as well, it's a bloke who trained as hard as he played and that is just flogged his guts out every <laughs> single time. And there was only one way to go about it and that was flat out. So... I think the big thing for footballers at any level is that you look back at your career and whether it was AFL, Sample or any level and say, look, did I get the absolute best out of myself and put in absolutely every ounce of effort? He's one of the guys who could look back and say, I couldn't have done anything differently. Well, no doubt it's going to be a fantastic Sandful show. Make sure you're tuning in or if you're unable to catch the whole thing, you can always search for the Sandful show on your favourite podcast app catch up with any of the interviews from the show. Hazy, it's going to be a great one. We're here thanks to Host Plus. Wednesday afternoon on the Sandful Show. We're back next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. The Sandful Show, thanks to Host Blast with Damon Adams and Andrew Hayes. Hazy, we love to catch up with a pass player each and every week. And this man's resume reads just about as good as any. He is a two-time premiership winner. He's a captain. He's a Jewel McGarry medalist. Zane Kirkwood from, of course, Sturt Footy Club and the Port Adelaide Footy Club as well. Zane, how are you, mate? Good guys. Good day. Zane, when you read back through your resume... Do you always have to check yourself with just what a story career you had in the Sandful? Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a weird one. It doesn't sit great with me. I'm, I'm happy with the two two premierships. That's uh, I'm happy to, to talk about them, but <laughs> everything else, the state stuff as well, it, it was good. But yeah, we want to talk about the premierships. That's all good. Oh, I know how modest you are, Zane. It's never about you, but. Guess what? This is about you because you did have such a remarkable career. Well, take us through, mate, I suppose, the move from Port Adelaide to Sturt because it was the end of 2013 and uh, you, you, along with yourself and Corey Beard and uh, Matty Rose, you, you were guys who were going into, I suppose, the prime of your career and you had some big decisions to make. Um, first of all, how hard was that and, and why Sturt? Yeah, that was, that was really tough. Um, not only just, I guess, the footy side of it, but personally as well, like yeah, there was a lot of friendships and stuff 
that I'd created from being at Port for seven or eight years. And um, yeah, that was all in, in a sense coming to a bit of a close, not playing with blokes sort of thing like Tamo and um, Rosie and, and that. So yeah, it was, it was really tough, tough decision and tough, uh, I guess, a period of time. And um, yeah, going to, to Sturt, I was, um, yeah, welcomed there really well and, and was thankful for that. But I, I did struggle probably the first six months being at Sturt and um, Beardy was huge and a few of the other boys that were already at Sturt that I knew, um, I guess, got around me a bit and not that I was acting up or anything, but yeah, they just made me feel really welcome and, and really enjoyed it. And I guess Beardy going across to Sturt really helped me going, going there and another fellow called Jed Durden, um, who I'm really good mates with from Port, went to Sturt as well. So that kind of got me there and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I, I did because I've, I've made some, some great memories and great mates from there. Can you give us an insight? Like, how different are clubs? Because people probably think that all clubs are the same, but is is there different atmospheres? Is there different vibes between different sample clubs? Well, I went from going to training and I was sitting next to plumbers and whatever at Port, and I was just sitting next to doctors and lawyers. (laughs) So that was pretty different. Um, That was the first thing I noticed. But um, other than that, they, they are very similar. They're both very proud clubs and proud of their of their history and um, of what they've done and, and, and what they're going to do going forward. So in a sense, that was very similar. But yeah, there's obviously different dynamics with different clubs. But yeah, it was, um, it was a good club to go to. And yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that I did. Of course, the dual premiership success came a couple of years into your time at Sturt. When do you start to get the feeling, Zane? And it's not just necessarily wins getting chalked up from week to week, but when do you start getting the feeling that you've got a special squad that will lead to the ultimate success. Um, I think it started early in the year. Um, we've got a, we had a pretty good core group of, of uh, young fellas or Sturt guys that, that did all their um, juniors and came through together and, and they were still together and they were a really tight group and they welcomed people in and, and you just felt really tight with them. And, and that was something that we really prided ourselves on Um was being a real tight, united kind of group sort of thing. And, um, it was probably, it was round two, I think we played Centrals and we got off to a pretty bad start. And one of the young boys kind of stepped up and, and set, set us up and, and got us going. And I think it kind of started rolling from there. We noticed, um, I guess, a bit of a change there and embraced the, I guess, the team kind of game rather than just one person getting us across the line and kind of just grew from there and yeah it was was a pretty special I guess um, couple of years that we had together. Well 2016 especially must have been very special you captain of the club for the first time you won the McGarry medal and you took out that first premiership what are your standout memories from that time? Um, I, I think for me like I, I was talking with Marty um, Matner about it and reflecting back I, I was really um things I look back at is, is just not just the premiership, but how we got there and, and the things that we went through to get to first to get to the finals. And then we had a few things go wrong in the finals and just getting through them, um, like in-house sort of thing. And then getting to the grand final team that we hadn't beaten all year and um, playing the Eagles and, and been able to put things in place to, to be able to get over the top of them, which we did. And so it's things like that that I really, um, really look back and enjoy, but obviously the, the premiership and then the West End Brewery was, was pretty good on the Tuesday after. So that was something I definitely enjoyed. But no, it was, yeah, it was a, a really, really cool year of, of how we just worked through different challenges and, and got to, to where we did. 
Did your time you run a little bit better the second time you went to the West End Brewery Zone? Because uh, what, <laughs> what, what happens a lot is the, the first timers go in there and they're probably just um, a little bit worse for wear from the previous couple of days. Did you save yourself a little bit second time around for the Tuesday? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely ran the race early in the first year, so ran <laughs> <laughs> it better the second year. But um, yeah, that no, was uh, yeah, it's a good time, that's for sure. Right, can you give us an insight into Marty Matna as uh, I suppose a person and a coach? Yeah, I've I've got a, a lot of respect for for Marty, and I think we're probably very similar uh, people in, of of um, how we go about footy and, and I guess in life as well. And and we we really connected um, and clicked straight away. Um, and it was it was good the I guess the the conversation and stuff we shared during the sixteen seventeen and, and even eighteen years um, of of I guess the team and and how it all works and um, yeah he's just a really smart uh, got a really good football brain really smart with that but he's uh, he's a good person as well which is which is good and um, yeah he's, he's a great leader and um, yeah he's a, he's a good man. It's been about a year since you stepped away from the game, Zane. Um, how, how how have you been in that year? And like, are you still following the Double Blues closely? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I still still follow the boys. Um, I've I've been out a handful of times, but um, it's good to to get a, get away from it and watch from a from a distance. Um, but yeah, still follow the boys and still um, do a little bit of work with a few of the boys at the club as well. Um, away from from the, the club. So yeah, I enjoy that, but it has been nice to, I guess, have a bit of a break and, and get away, especially the, the back end of last year to not be involved in, in any club and can have a bit of a break, but um, yeah, no, it, it was good. And yeah, good to, good to get away, but yeah, still watch them. In terms of your footy now, Zane, what are you up to? Uh, playing in the Barossa league for Tanunda. So um, yeah, that's been really good. And again, a, a new, a different dynamic to, to what it is at SNFL level, but I've, I've really loved it and they've really welcomed myself and a few other boys that have come across this year from Sturt to, to Nanda. So, yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, do, do you miss the sample at all? I was just saying before that you were one of those players, uh, from my experience with you, who just almost loved and embraced the hard work that comes with playing in the sample. So I feel like nothing was ever an issue for you and the way that you trained was exactly the way that you, you played, putting in absolutely 100%. Do, do you miss the, I suppose, the professionalism of it all? Uh, I, I do. Um, it was funny, I, 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 for my work, I did a talk at the um, Port Magpies, um, the SNFL side, a few weeks ago and I stayed, I was lucky enough to stay into their team meeting and they went through their preview. Of, I think they were playing Glenelg and, I was thinking to myself, how good's this? Like just sitting through all that the footy chat again, and I, I have missed that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if I've I've missed uh, the trainings and cold nights as much yet. Um, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I, I think I do miss the you seeing your mates three or four times a week, and um, I do enjoy that footy side of it. I'm a bit of a footy footy head, so I do enjoy that. But it has been nice to have a bit of a break from it as well. Zane, what's been admirable um, about your career is that you've used your position to also advocate for mental health while speaking about your own challenges throughout your career and even pre your career. Do you think football, both the Sandful and the AFL at large, are doing enough to help players, help staff, help administrators with mental health issues? Uh, I think it's it's definitely getting better. Um, I think there's, there's been times where there probably hasn't been the support there, but um, that's definitely something that's uh, getting better and um, and clubs are, are being more open to have these conversations with players and 
having supports in place um, with, with players. So I think it's definitely trending in the right direction. There's, there's obviously uh, work to go, but it's, it's definitely definitely trending in the right direction, which is really cool that people are, are feeling comfortable and um, can talk about what's going on for them and, I guess, not be ashamed or embarrassed by it and talk about it as if it's any normal injury, which, which I, I like to think it is. In terms of that space as well, what are you up to these days? Yeah, so I work for uh, Breakthrough Mental Health Research Foundation, which is based here in, in Adelaide. So I work within the community um, space, so engaging I guess, sports clubs and people that want to do fundraisers for, for Breakthrough and, and getting them involved and, and connected to, to the foundation. Um, and then, yeah, do a bit of um, mental health first aid training. So I'll go around to places and, and train people up in that. So that's cool to, to be involved in that. And um, yeah, again, the conversations that are coming from that are, are growing and it's becoming more, I guess, talked about, which is, which is really cool. And I'm, I'm going to use the word as well. I mean, how, how much breakthrough have you had? Because I, I, I think of back in 2013 when I was playing with you versus now, and it wasn't a conversation that we could have had back in 2013 versus now. It's a much easier, uh, more open conversation that young men can have. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it, it's growing and we have a, a community round um, which teams throughout South Australia and the, the sample take part in. They wear purple and blue armbands for the round. And Again, that's just a bit of a conversation starter and um, I guess getting that, that, um, that out there sort of thing. And something that I really took from it was uh, Glenelg's Michael Virgin put up a video from through the club and he spoke about his, his challenges and, and stuff and his story was really powerful and, and I think that's that's really uh, important that something, like you said, probably 10 years ago would never have happened where now people are feeling comfortable to talk about it and just to try and help the next person sort of thing that might be struggling. So I think it's really cool and it's growing. It's growing each year. So I think the more, more we have these conversations, um, the better it will be. It's admirable, mate, and you're a fantastic role model. Um, humble as well. Bef- before you go, your career, it was pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> the, the two premierships were pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Kirky, what, what I will ask you is, uh, where, where are your McGarry medals? I, I dare say you'd be the type of operator who, who probably wouldn't be able to tell us. You wouldn't even know. Uh, uh, Mum and Dad have got them, so I don't know. They're, I think they're locked away somewhere. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen them in a while, so hopefully they've still got them. I don't, I don't know. Very good. And also, mate, it needs to be noted, just your running capacity. What sort of nick are you in at the moment? Are we talking six-minute 2K? Uh, definitely not. I've, uh, <laughs> I've actually got actually got two two crack ribs, so I'm not moving too well at the moment. So um, now, I, yeah, I do like my running. I, I I did a marathon at the end of last year. Um, I had to do something. I was getting bored sitting at home with no footy, so I I nipped out for a marathon, and that was good fun. And yeah, I've got another one in mind. So, but at the moment, not moving. Well, he lived through some great Sturt success, but do not be confused. The individual accolades are just as good. <laughs> dual Premiership captain, dual McGarry medalist, Zane Kirkwood, uh, former Sturt great. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. This is The Sandville Show. Thanks to Host Plus. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. The Sandville Show with Damon Adams and Andrew Hayes for your Wednesday afternoon on SEN.
The Sandville ladder, it's shaping up nicely. One of the teams that are saying, do not forget about us, are the Redlegs with a five-point win over a pretty dominant Adelaide Crows team this season. Jade Rawlings, coach of the Redlegs, joins us. Jade, good afternoon. How are you, mate? Well, thanks, fellas. How are you doing? Doing very well. Uh, Jade, a, a ripping win on the weekend. Firstly, how did the boys pull up and uh, what were the celebrations like in the rooms? No, the, the euphoric feeling was right up there from uh, all of us, I think. And on the night, like it was, I'm not sure of people's awareness, but we've been up by 20 points during the game and Adelaide got some dominance in the second half. And then with three minutes to go, Himmelberg kicked the goal to put him 13 points up. And yeah, I think there was a bit of a feeling about where's this going to go for us. And yeah, guys found a way to, to rally and yeah, for Panos to kick a goal in his return game from 50 metres on the run. Uh, yeah, it had the parade rocking. It wasn't probably our biggest crowd we've ever had, but the atmosphere was, was very good. And no, our guys had a ball, we celebrating it. And yeah, we had a bit of adversity through the game with people who lost their illness and lost Charlton in the first two minutes. So when you achieve things like that from with your backs against the wall, it's always a very, very satisfying feeling. Mate, give us an insight into Matt Panos's journey back to playing league footy. He's been such a outstanding servant for the sample for so long and then rocked by a couple of just nasty and continual injuries and then he puts in a performance like that. It must be so satisfying to see someone like that perform like that. Yeah, sure it is, Hazy. I, I knew of Matt of his time at um, Bulldogs and I knew he was a Redlegs player but I hadn't seen him play much and yeah, coming from reconstruction from was it August 2020 to make your return game in round eight of 22, it's been a pretty long journey and there's been a couple of setbacks on the way. And but you can just tell in our training, Hazy, that his cleanliness, his uh, game awareness, and clearly his kicking, his touch with his kicking is excellent. So yeah, I knew when he was coming back he'd have impact straight away. But to that significance was probably a pleasant surprise to all of us. But um, yeah, he. Out of play in the centre bounce, he's a six foot four. He's clean, and then throwing forward, and he knows what the goals are. So, yeah, it's a really welcome addition to our team. We know he's been there, but when we're going to get him back, we're unsure. So, hopefully, we can just keep managing him throughout this year. So interested in this from a coaching perspective, Jade. After the celebrations died down post game, what are your words to Panos? You know, he's got ice in his vein. He slots the match winning goal with seconds to go on the clock. How do you get around him, and how do you use that as a, a teaching point to uh, further improve Panos's game? Yeah, it's an interesting one, Damon. It's always a fine line. I, I don't mind celebrating individuals in the group, but I spoke to the players a lot about what we did as a team and what what occurred uh, when our backs were against the wall and strategically we were really strong late. But there's a way of playing when you're 13 points down and three minutes to go that you have to challenge winning rather than just hope it happens for you, which stuff we train and educate. So... Um, yeah, I chatted to him last night and I said, I'm a bit sick of you. Are you sick of yourself yet? <laughs> he was all over Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook over the weekend. And yeah, it was interesting talking to him just about how he, yeah, it's North Adelaide now type of mindset. And that's what you get with maturity and experience that uh, you're only as good as your next game. I'm pretty strong on that. And uh, yeah, you, you celebrate, but you move on. We're still out of the five and still got a lot to, to get done to um, still be a relevant factor in this competition. How many times do you feel like he's watched that highlight video? Oh, it was interesting because you, you go through like the group uh, group chats and the Facebook bobs up and then on Twitter it bobs up. You felt like you couldn't get away from it. <laughs> but it was just, there was a real calmness to the play. If you see Sam Morris picks up the ball right in that banjo line and has the composure to hit Rantel and Rantel doesn't just blast it, he has composure to hit Panos and other people run away from Panos when he marks it, which gives him space to move. So when you can execute under pressure and fatigue when the game's on the line, it means that your group's starting to grow. 
Joe, how do you, how do you assess the season so far? Um, eight games, four and four, sitting just outside the five. Um, I suppose it sort of feels like, could you be rebuilding on the run? Because there's so many senior faces that aren't there anymore. But what comes with the Nord Footy Club is it, uh, it doesn't matter what sort of stage you're at, uh, the supporters and probably the rest of the competition expect success. Yeah, it's a, a, whether you call it rebuild, we just had an overhaul of people who have been great contributors to our club for a long time. And um, they got to that SANFL threshold where they felt like the competition and demands of it got to that point where they'd had enough. And But you can bring people in and still grow. And we, we brought in some youth. We brought in some uh, XAFL, a, a bit of local stuff. But it's always about how you can get a group to come together as quick as possible. Hazy, in my experience in coaching and always felt the first six to eight weeks were going to be a period where we we're just going to find out about ourselves what is the true identity of this Nord current team and I think we're in that phase at the moment we've we're able to retain integrity in our percentage over the first six weeks when we well, I think we were two and four but we still had over 50 percent so when you can still compete and defend in a manner that keeps you in games it's always helpful and then when you get the chance to consolidate a win or yeah, put a team away you need to take that so yeah, all in all, I think we're we're trending. Uh, we've got a fair bit of work to do to be able to compete with the top end, but I think we're heading in the right direction. What about the strength of the competition as a whole, Jade? It seems like you know each week that there are surprising results. You know, you'll come off a win against uh, the Crows, and you're straight in against the Roosters this week, who are are going incredibly well this season. Seems like there's, there's no easy fixtures. No, there isn't, and. I thought the competition was strong last year, but I think it's increased this year because of the depth across the whole competition. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that we're in a really good state as a comp because if well, you'd say there's eight teams that all would feel they're still tangibly part of the finals contention. And, and even with Centrals, I think they're playing a really competitive brand of footy, especially over the last couple of weeks. They had a bit of a blowout against Sturt, but their last two games against us and uh, on the weekend were really competitive again. So... I think that the competition's in a great spot. It's going to be neck and neck all year. The AFL clubs obviously deal with their injury rate and where guys are at any given time, uh, any given time with selection and, and um, yeah, career opportunities as the year goes on. So I think the comp's in a great spot. Uh, the Roosters on Saturday at Prospect Oval, always a tough task, but they're absolutely flying at the moment. What's their, their biggest strength, do you think, that you need to get on top of? Oh, they're pretty slick with the ball, Hazy. They... Surge is doing a good job with them. They've had a bit similar to us. They lost some senior players and they've found to bring in some youth and probably some players that were playing in their twos and looking at the opportunity to jump up and grow. And uh, Yeah, I think they, they look really well balanced with their team, but also with how they play. And yeah, Bruce is a prospect, one of the more challenging tasks. So yeah, I think this is the third time in eight weeks we played the top of the table. We had Sturt the other week that were top, then we got Adelaide and then we got North and that's the beauty of... The, the cop that takes eight weeks for it to balance itself out and know who's where and who's capable of what. And, uh, yeah, for us, it comes at a great time to have to be able to compete really well and perform against Adelaide that we now cop North Adelaide, who are the informed team of the competition. Serge has got a pretty prolific midfield pair in Aaron Young and Harrison Wig at his disposal at the moment. Jade, uh, are you making plans to try to shut those two down? Oh, we have selection and match committee tonight, David. So, uh, yeah, when you... I find this level of footy up till Monday night it's still just getting through what you've been through on the weekend then Tuesday onwards about the oppo I'm a fan of Coombe and I'm not sure I don't think Moore played the other week so he's a good player And um, but yeah the dangerous forward I'm not sure if Young Bowers is going to get picked up but you've got Keenan Ramsey you've got to deal with and Lockyer is a, 
Handful and um, Hilda and Wilson. So there's a lot of players you've got to consider. And, yeah, it's always the task to work out. Do you put more time into one or do you take the, the team on and back who you are in as well? They're ongoing chats that you have as a coaching group. So we'll see where we land. Well, Redlegs fans must, must be up and about this week after the ripping win by Nord on the weekend. But they face up against tough competition this Saturday afternoon at Prospect Oval, North v Norwood. Jade Rawlings, coach of the Redlegs. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Oh, pleasure, fellas. Thanks for the chat. Strong red legs uh, leads to a strong Sandful hazy, and yep. uh, they are up and about after the weekend. This is the Sandful Show. Still to come, Riley Knight, Eagles midfielder. We're here. Thanks to Host Plus. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. The Sandful Show with Damon Adams and Andrew Hayes. We love to cast our eye over the entire Sandful League, Hazy, and just look at the more prolific performances from each round. And this lad, he had plenty of the ball. In fact, suffering from leather poisoning, 48 disposals on the weekend, nine marks, five tackles, four clearances, four inside 50s in the Eagles win over Sturt on the weekend. Riley Knight, good afternoon, mate. How are you? Very well, thanks, Boris. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. What are the symptoms of leather poisoning, Riley? <laughs> no, nah, no change at all, mate. Uh, I was just lucky enough that the ball fell my way a couple of times, and I think Champion Data might have put me down for a couple of extra on the game. So, uh, yes, got lucky, I reckon, mate. No, oh, mate, let's say that you had two extra. 46 is still a pretty good all. <laughs> hey, what, what's the most amount of touches you've ever had in a game? Um, are we talking league or are we talking just any game in general? Just any game. Um, well, it's funny, uh, one of Matty Knight's mates, Brad Bain, I had uh, 54 against him against Central <laughs> in an under-18s game. So, oh, Bain is um, stiff. Yes, nah, that, was, uh, that was probably the most I've had in the game. Oh, this is when uh, AFL Fantasy wished that the, there was an SANFL or Sandful version of the game, Riley, because uh, the guys would have got around you. Um, of course, it was a fantastic win over the weekend, not just individually, but for the team. Uh, 95 to 46 against the Double Blues. Uh, must be feeling pretty good about getting that W. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty big win for us. Um, obviously, Sturt have been in pretty good form, and obviously, I'm um, sitting above us on the ladder, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a crucial game for us. And um, yeah, luckily we got some uh, boys back from injury, and um, I thought that was the best we've looked all year. We um, we just controlled the game from start to finish, and um, played a really good brand all day. And, yeah, just lucky to come away with the win, and um, hopefully that sets us up for the rest of the year now, which should be good. Mate, how are you feeling about the season or the Eagles season so far? Because the big question mark was, you know, what's it going to be like with without guys like Cheetahs and Hayes, and this would be test the game plan, all those types of things. But clearly, this is a club who, whoever is next in line, does a really good job, and Jade Sheedy's running a tight ship, and you guys are clearly all on board together. Yeah, it was obviously um, pretty difficult at the start of the year losing, um, you know, James Shooters and obviously Jack Hayes, two two really important players and probably two stars of the game as well. So um, it took a little bit to adjust, obviously, with some new faces and we had a pretty high turnover of um, of guys that have played a lot of reserves football for us in the last couple of years, um, leave the footy club and we've got a lot of juniors that are coming through at the moment. So um, the start of the year has been a bit of a learning experience and, um, you know, for a lot of the younger boys trying to, trying to gauge what senior football is all about and... Um, like I said, we've had a lot of injuries as well, which haven't helped um, trying to get a bit of continuity and synergy within the league side. So um, we've had some good wins. We've been getting some um, some wins that we needed um, across the way and just keep ticking along. And hopefully um, as the year progresses, we can start to build 
and get some really good form leading into the back half of the year. But I think at the moment it still shows our, our good footy is still um, definitely good enough and obviously still competitive with a lot of the good teams going around. We um, you know we, we lost by a couple of points to Glendale a couple of weeks ago. We, we were down by a point to Adelaide at three-quarter time. So we know that our, our good footy is obviously um, thereabouts and it's just about making sure we can do that um, leading into the back end of the year. What kind of role do you play, Riley, in terms of uh, guiding the, the young players that are coming into the Eagles' fold? Um, it's it's interesting because, like, we try and, and make it very player-driven and, um, you know, with the leadership group that we've got at the moment, we're trying to not force younger guys to, you know, do the extras or, or show what senior football is about. But at the same time, um, you know, we've got a lot of kids that are coming out of under-18 football and, um, you know, trying to educate them about what it takes to play league football um, is is quite a challenge at the moment. So we are working together and, and trying to, um, you know, obviously help out where we can and, and you know, drive the standard and drive extras. So um, that's probably where we're trying to get to at the moment. But, um, you know, we've got a great, great bunch of young guys. We've got super talented kids coming through, which I'm really excited about. So just being there for them and, um, you know, sitting in on reviews, you know, doing extras before training, um, you know, Educating around the game plan, that kind of stuff is um, is what we're trying to achieve at the moment. Mate, individually, um, Jimmy Tumpus, good to see him back in there. He's had a bit of a, an interrupted start of the season. Yeah, definitely. Tump's obviously a massive part of that, um, the way we play and, and our success going forward. So to have him back in um, is great. and um, He's such a great character to have around the footy club. So, um, yeah, hopefully he's put put those injuries behind him and um, he gets some continuity going forward in the, in the back half of the year because he's um, obviously a really crucial part of us winning games going forward. How do you feel about your own momentum at the morning, at the moment, Riley? Because, of course, not only are you doing great things in the Sandville, but uh, recently in the state game, did Casey Voss steal your Foss Williams medal? <laughs> no, nah, Voss, he was very good, mate. Uh, <laughs> he was, he was know, on the half, day. For a half to do what he did in that game was uh, was very special. So, no, nah, he had a very good game. But, um, yeah, it's been been a bit of an interesting year for me. I've... I've sort of changed roles a little bit um, with James Cheetahs leaving. I've, I've sort of moved more into his role this year, which has been um, a bit of an adjustment for me at the start of the year. But I just feel like now I'm starting to settle in and, and get a grip on the role. And, um, you know, when we win games, it obviously helps. And, um, you know, it helps with your own performance as well. So, um, you know, if we can continue to keep winning games, hopefully I can keep putting up some good performances. And, um, you know, hopefully we can play some, some footy deep into September, which will be which is the ultimate goal. Mate, uh, I always try and when I can just give Joey Sign awesome love because I feel like he's uh, from the outside, certainly not internally, but maybe from the outside, he doesn't get enough love. But I love the way that he goes about it. Um, he's chalking up a really, really nice sample career. Can you take us through internally just how highly he's rated? Uh, mate, to be honest, look, Chalk's one of the most respected players within the footy, in the, within the footy club. He... Um, He's obviously been at Woodville um, right through the juniors and, and he's played a lot of senior footy and, um, you know, not just in his league, but he had to do a lot of work through the reserves to get to where he is at the moment. And, um, you know, he's having a super consistent year. He's, a bit, he's already a previous BNF winner. Um, he's now state um, played in the state team. Um, you know, he's a two-time premiership player. Um, you know, there's not much more that's left off his resume. So, you know, he is a highly respected and highly valued player at the Eagles. And, yeah, like you said, he's having a fantastic fantastic year at the moment um he's he's playing some really good football he's moved back into the midfield which has been great i think he's playing some really good football in there and jock's just the ultimate team man as well everything he does is for the benefit of the team he's he's so passionate about the footy club and 
um, you know, it's just I just love playing footy with him because I know what I'm going to get. He's just such a hard-nosed, head-over-the-ball type player and, you know, he's just a competitor. We'll always compete to the end regardless of the scoreline. So it's always a pleasure to play with uh, with Joey and I'm, I'm super pleased with the, the year that he's having so far. We're speaking to Eagles midfielder Riley Knight coming off a lazy 48 touches on the weekend. Riley, I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, have a gold star put next to you on the, the coaches board for this weekend. What's it like uh, working under Jade Sheedy and, and what, what what special thing is he bringing to the club? I think Sheeds has um, been one of you know the best coaches I've had in my career. Um, he's you know just fantastic about the way that he unites a group, and um, you know we always talk about blue collar footy. But that's that's what we want to stand for as a footy club, where we don't necessarily want to play the flashy brand of football. We sort of uh, want to play the the rolled up sleeve, go to work, um, you know, blue collar, like I said, because we know that stands up in in finals and. Sheeds has been a great driver of that, and he's got a great balance of um, you know when to when to let guys have their own individual flair, but then when to also drive the you know the team game plan and and the way that we want to play. So um, you know I think that's that's the best part about the way Sheeds coaches, and not just that, he's just got genuine care for all of his players. He, he genuinely cares and wants to see everyone succeed, whether you're a reserves player or whether you're you know a 200 game league player in someone like Luke Thompson or. Or Nazi, so yeah, it's been it's been an awesome ride so far under Sheeds, and just to see the way that he adjusts every week to, you know, try something new or invent something new, just to um, you know uh, try and you know get a win in a different way is is just the way that his footy brain works. So um, yeah, it's been been very very pleasing to be able to be coached by someone of Jay Sheedy's standards. Gold star. <laughs> Yeah, she's, she should be happy with that, I would have thought. Uh, just in terms of your forward line as well, Riley, uh, kicking to the Menzel brothers, good to see Troy back in there, but Dan's on fire. Oh, um, if you're a defender, how would you play on Dan? Because I'm looking and going, you wouldn't dare stand in front of him because he's too quick out the back, but he probably wants you to stand behind him because he's so quick off the mark. Uh, yeah, that's a tough question because I actually don't really know how to play either of them. So, um, yeah, I feel, for, I feel for the sample defenders when they come up against them that are both obviously super talented players and uh, very unique players in their own right. Um, you know, they both can turn a game with very few touches and um, have a huge impact on a game. Um, like I said, with very few touches. So, you know, for Troy to be back, I mean, he, he's, he's playing with basically a torn ACL at the moment, um, which is amazing. And he's done a lot of work to be able to get back and, and playing some football at the moment after it was looking like he was going to be, you know, having a reconstruction. So um, for him to be out there playing is just a testament to his character and, and you know, the love and, and passion he has for the group and wanting to see them succeed. But um, back at Dan, yeah, Dan's having a fantastic year so far. He's obviously our, our main our main focus in the forward line at the moment when we're trying to go forward. He, he always seems to be in the right spot when we need a goal. And he's not kicking, you know, one or two a week. He's kicking bags of five consistently. So, um, you know, the trust and, and reliability that we have with Dan in front of goal is um is something that we love as a midfield group and, and as a team as a whole. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't really know how to play them, mate. Um, I've... <laughs> I just kick it to them and hope that they uh, they can do the rest. Yeah. Uh, South Adelaide's your opponent this weekend. Uh, both sitting about mid table. This one's an important one. Yeah, definitely. Um, South have been a little bit up and down at the moment, so it's going to be an interesting game. Obviously, they've got a lot of talented players that um, they've recruited really well in the off season, so it's going to be a, a super challenging game. But um, yeah, hopefully we can take the momentum in from from last week's game against Sturt and. Um, start to build on that. I think this is our last game before our split round bye. So if we can, um, you know, chalk up the win here and get to the bye and then have another reset and then uh, look forward to the back end of the year, it's, um, it'll be a big win. So, yeah, we'll be 
we'll be treating it like it's a finals-like game and, um, yeah, hoping to walk away with the, with the win. Well, Riley, we're wishing you all the best, mate. Uh, get the W this weekend and then uh, get to having a good couple of weeks rest. Riley Knight from the Eagles, mate. Thanks so much for joining us. No, nah, thank you very much, boys. Always a pleasure to be on. It's been another big Sandful show, Hazy. Zane Kirkwood, uh, dual premiership and dual McGarry medalist, joined us. Jade Rawlings and, of course, Riley Knight there. Mm. Um, so, big weekend of action as well. Kicks off with uh, the Bays taking on the Blood. So, you'd expect the Bays to probably get the chocolates there. Um, Roosters taking on the Red Legs. And we spoke to uh, Jade Rawlings before. Always tough at Prospect Oval. Uh, Sturt against the Crows. Oof. This is going to be interesting as well. This is the game after uh, the AFL game at Adelaide Oval. Yep. So it's nice to see some sample footy being played at Adelaide Oval. Sturt, no doubt, will be looking to bounce back. Uh, we'll wait and see what the Crows do with some of their changes because they've been very consistently inconsistent with what they've done at the top level. Uh, and then we just spoke to Ryan Knight before. Eagles taking on the Panthers. That's going to be an absolute cracker. The Eagles just look red hot though in the minute. Well, we are going to be back after another cracking round of Sandville. Thanks so much for joining us. You can catch up with the podcast by searching for The Sandville Show on your favourite podcast app. Thanks to Host Plus. Hazy, it's been a pleasure as always. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.